I heard that. Okay, let's start. Okay, so hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Justin. And we're doing an experimental podcast episode to see if uh, this could viably work and how our friends will respond to it and our families. Uh, We're here to talk to each other and you about the things that make life interesting, like random 90s pop culture, existentialism, food, farming, and dating. So how are you? I'm doing well. I didn't know we were sharing this with our families. <laughs> oh, well, my mom you know, wants we... to hear about it. Okay, well, your mom's going to hear your mom's going to hear me talk about some things. Okay, my mom uh, is very used to hearing about things. Oh, that's okay. It's that's not stuff I would talk about with my mother. So uh, my uh, mom I think my mom is the reason I talk about the things that I do. The inappropriate things that I do talk about. I don't think I have a reason for talking about the things that I do. There's no good explanation for it. Um. Anyway, how have you been? Said, I have been really, like, stressed, but in the best possible way, because my life is exploding. Um. So my best friend is moving to California in August, and, like, me, her, her boyfriend, and our two other couple friends are going to drive her to California as of now. Uh, So I'm doing this, like, multi-week-long road trip across the country, which is kind of something that most people our age think about, but I never thought it would happen Right, well, it's a a convenient thing. It's not aimless, you know? Yeah, exactly. We're helping our friend. Um, I get to see parts of the country that I've never seen before and spend time with people that I like to spend time with. So, uh, And then, as I told you, and we'll talk about this a little more later, I have decided to apply to grad school. So I am. I signed up to take the GRE in October. So I've just started studying this month, and it's the 7th, so it's only been a few days. Um and we're doing this podcast officially. Yeah, this this thing yeah. that we've been talking about for I don't know, when did you when did you come up with the idea? I think I honestly talked to you about it last summer like at I mean it it was at the farm, so maybe even right. in July or August. So maybe a year. Yeah, it's it's been a while probably, but um yeah, that's how we met for anyone listening to this that doesn't know. Uh, you were working on a farm, and I was volunteering there. Yes. And... Well, I was working on a farm that you had been volunteering at for a long time. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's helpful. But I was I was going very very basic, very very <laughs> okay. general. We yeah. both worked at the same farm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we realized we're both two stupid dumb idiots that have many things in common two stupid dudes yeah two stupid dogs two two stupid dogs two loose dudes with rude dudes uh, uh, we both basically started realizing we have a similar sense of humor and would laugh at each other's dumb jokes and dead animals and stinky smelly farm goo yeah uh, which i you know i think <laughs> I think um, one of the interesting parts is that when we first met, we thought we had nothing in common whatsoever. Wait, did we talk? I don't remember feeling like this way. I don't know. I remember. I remember the Memorial Day um, 
cookout. It had to be Memorial yeah. Day because it was, it was Memorial Day. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I saw you and I was like, "Who's that?" She she looks older than me and involved in things. Oh and, wow! Uh, so official. But we but we didn't we didn't talk. I think we said no. We didn't talk. Yeah, but, I remember you were with Jason, and I like yes. looked at you, and I like saw that you were a kid, and I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> well, you know, people were grilling me about my love life as they do every time they see me. So uh, uh, I, was, I wasn't I, in on that conversation. Well, I mean, it, you would have had no context, you know. That's true. The, these people have had like six years of uh, knowing the ins and outs. And the highs and the lows. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Did you really just say ins and outs? I sure did. <laughs> I sure did. Um Yeah. So, yeah. So that's that's how we met. And that's how we uh, met. And then we remained friends because we don't live too far from each other. Yeah. And, well uh, we kind of um, dropped off this winter a little bit and we would like get drinks once in a while and Yeah. I mean that was shit. that was yeah, I don't know. That was a weird time because due to how work was right. and just, like being yeah. busy with other things. Um Yeah. I mean I, I was working full time and I was dating someone uh and like uh was really stressed honestly with winter stuff you know yeah i I, I would say neither of us actually you kind of like the winter right i do i i like the winter and we didn't really have one this year so i i actually didn't like that stretch and to be honest i couldn't tell you what really went on in my life during then because it i mean 2020 it remains you know everyone knows it like it's been fucking hell of a year um but I mean, like, yeah, that's I, basically what happened was like COVID happened and we were like, oh, yeah, we're still friends. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know, definitely like the fall things slowed down. But yeah, you you started a new job and, um, you know, started seeing someone and I had my own things going on. And so, yeah, it, it's kind of a while. But now with everything going on, it's like. I think there are maybe like two people that I see on a somewhat consistent basis and you're one of them, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the nature of COVID also, but. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. But like for context, context for anyone listening, um, I, you know, we hang out. Yeah. We hang out I, a lot. Yeah. We yeah. Like once a week. That's yeah. A lot. Probably, probably more than the other people I hang out with. I mean, also you know, a few of my friends are in relationships, and so that's kind of like a tough water to yeah. navigate, you know, right. when you've of got course. another party involved. And then a yeah. few of my friends are like, you know, either half a state away, like out on the Cape, or they're up in like Portland, Maine. or So, and I'm not really about to go travel multiple states over to visit someone in the middle of a pandemic, you know, it just doesn't yeah. seem quite Well, it's a... irresponsible, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, and these are people that are in states that are forcing them to go back to work and have been and aren't very responsible with the whole mask thing. And so, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. yeah. Do you want to do it? Sorry, what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, you know, you know, among our interests that 
we we realized we liked as you know we had a similar taste in music um liked similar movies uh our interests were kind of the same obviously you know with your background in studio art um both my parents were artists uh, yeah, to some exactly. or another. yeah your mom studied textiles and i studied textiles yeah so that and was so, like really random yeah and, and it was something that you know i was i was raised with all that stuff around um so yeah. Yeah, i remember i remember the first time going over to your apartment and you had a spinning wheel and i was like ah hey <laughs> that yeah that thing. also there was a time when we were in the barn at the farm and uh, I was talking to you about my ceramics, and you were like, "Oh, I love ceramics! Like yeah. I have a collection." I was like, "Oh, that's really cool! I also yeah. love ceramics." Well, I mean, th yeah. that's part due to my cousin who did ceramics for a long. I mean, he still does, but it's not his primary focus. And um, I don't know. My parents always just being kind of avid collectors of uh, art in some extent, you know. Yeah. I think, too, though, beyond all this, that we just kind of, like, realize that we have this way of riffing off of each other that's, to us, very funny. Um, and to, and other, also, <laughs> to, and to other people, extremely annoying. Uh, say no um, more. But, like, that we have this language where we can basically make joke after joke off of what the other person said that's become, like... A, like our own private or not private but like because now we're making it public but right our own um our own like language um that's like very much so inside joke after inside joke and we yeah. want to share it with you <laughs> yeah well i mean you know creating a podcast there's so many podcasts out there and you're the one who is the podcast person you i don't listen to any podcasts I listen to a ton of music. I watch a lot of movies. I do radio and stuff. So that's my background. Um, but I don't know. It's, since this show, we should clarify, there's no like hardline focus. A lot of podcasts out there about like one specific thing. This is us shooting the shit. So, yeah. We um, have four kind of basic themes um, that we've like discussed that we're going to to talk about like in the realm of uh the things we're going to talk about are in the realm of those themes but um but 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 basically yeah we're having a weekly kind of phone conversation to like update each other and sort of have fun and laugh together um and like share that fun with you yeah because you know the most important thing when you're just just talking is to be able to speak well and have a good conversation. You know, like, I, I of the few podcasts I've listened to or watched, uh, the ones where they have a different guest each week, like, they live or die based on the strength of that guest and being yes. able to have a conversation. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, we could have guests eventually. Yeah, I was just more making a reference to, like, everyone doesn't shut up about Joe Rogan. And then I go uh, and I, I, I check out Joe Rogan. And first of not all, that's my friends. It's uh, the, I'm not saying these are my friends. I just see people, Joe Rogan podcast, dude. So I check it out and it's like, yeah, well, if you don't have someone on there that can have a good discussion or it's just completely like wacko, then uh, uh, it's not engaging for me. But anyway, I'm not trying to say I'm better than no, someone who pulls no, down that's fine. That's a few fine. million. But yeah, I mean, um, I, we decided to do this because we like talking. 
Um, so if you want to run through the themes, you know. Sure. So we it's not kinda, really a hard line. We sort of said, well, I kind of talked about them when we did the intro, but the four major themes are um, sex and relationships, uh, 90s and 2000s pop culture, food and existentialism. Basically, that's like kind of a catch-all term right now that means a lot of things to many different millennials, but um, kind of just like the process of living life. And I guess more specifically, like for us, both of us like lost someone like very important to us in our lives and sort of how we have continued to process that grief as we like make our way through like becoming adults or being adults. Right. And and both of those were within the last two years. I mean, yeah, literally the same month. Yeah, the same month of the same uh, year of the same year. So yeah, uh, a lot of what we experience is kind of similar in parallel ways for that type of like, you know, what am I doing here type stuff? Yeah. And that's, again, another thing that we have in common is like, there aren't a lot of people who are in their well, there are, but I, I will say I haven't met a lot of people in my life who are in their mid to late 20s who have gone through like grief in this way. And it's really, really beneficial to my experience and journey to like have someone to talk to about that. Yeah. And I, I feel the same exact way. And, you know, life is just kind of crazy. I, I know someone who is almost 50 and... um the only people he's lost in his life with the exception now i mean i'm speaking of uh two years prior when i was having this conversation with him yeah the only people he had lost in his life up till that point were his grandparents and it's like yeah of course when you're almost 50 you know your grandparents <clears throat> i mean that's that's a natural part of life but like that's a long time to live and that's never have time to yeah. i mean that's very late in life to lose your grandparents then well i mean i i think they had you know, died before, but, you know, point, point remains, um, before meeting, you know, a while ago, but point remains like that's, that's pretty long in life to go without having to really, uh, dress up for many funerals, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's, you know, life works that way. It's, that's just kind of the weird nature of it. So anyway, right. on, on that really super happy note. Yes. Um, you know, what, what have you been thinking about lately? What's, what's on your mind? Um, could we like pause just for one second? I know this is really annoying, but my cat is doing something weird, and I just want to make sure it's okay. Yes. yes. Okay. I'm, sorry. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a. Hi. All right. Hey. <laughs> um. So. Our first so... topic. Our first topic. I'm. I'm getting the wind in me to talk about this um how did this come about exactly um so you sent me a meme that was uh it was like someone had put a durex condom oh Not yes the, they put the condom inside the wrapper in a game boy it, it was, uh, it... cartridge box Yes, it was like one of those, um, yeah, it, it was one of those things like when you were a kid to take your Game Boy games in, they made like yes. protective little clamshell things yep. uh, so that otherwise you'd get dust in the cartridge and it wouldn't work. 
so apparently those are just condom sized um apparently exactly like yeah well depending on the condom i guess well or maybe maybe not but i mean mean, i I actually what happened was well the meme said something like how well they they said they said it's better than they said it's better to keep it in a game boy cartridge case than to keep a condom in your wallet wallet. because the wallet it it makes friction and it's going to wear down and you know it could possibly break but then someone made a joke that they weren't going to get laid anyway because they were keeping the Durex in their Game Boy cartridge box. Right. And then you started talking about Durex being... And then I of... made a joke that Durex, I guess, from what I've heard, is like there's kind of a running joke that Durex guys are townies or like low class or whatever. And like, yeah, so... I mean, I, I've never heard it, but... um you know, when I've been out there in the field and and I've been at um residences where where women have a nice fishbowl out of various treats, a Durex is never one of them. Uh, in my you've own been life. To... Wait, you've been <laughs> to You trying to unpack that? I'm trying to say this as coherently as possible. You've been to women's homes where they have a fishbowl of condoms like is it in their room i mean yeah yeah it's it's in their room and it's not exactly a fishbowl it's it's a bowl of some sort but it's you know i'm speaking like of college yeah so they've copied the college dorm uh or the college bathroom look yeah no i'm well i'm talking about when i was in college like not anymore i i haven't been to anyone's place that that does that that's that's different that's yeah, yeah yeah Yeah, I, but I thought I mean, you were going to women's homes where they had copied the dorm bathroom aesthetic of the bowl of condoms. That's that's no good. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a sign. No, um, that's a sign. It, it's a sign. Yeah. So um, then we started talking about condoms, and there's something about magnums, and um, I, I don't about them. I I don't know what what prompted well, what it. I, what I said was, I made a joke that I only had been with Magnum guys as of recently. Uh, you, you said Trojan and Magnum, and I said are, most. W- I said most guys that I've experienced have Trojans or use them. Right. Um, so I I did some digging. I did some nightly digging, and <laughs> first of all, Magnum <laughs> is Magnum is Trojan. Um, they're one and the same. Oh. It's the same. It, it's it's an imprint, not a dick print, but an imprint of. of uh-huh. Yeah, you like that one, huh? Um, no, I didn't. <laughs> and um, so it it's kind of like I don't know. I haven't been condom shopping in a while, but um, it's kind of like a sister brand. And apparently, regular ma- magnums, because there's also Magnum XL, regular magnums are like the same as Trojans, um, as far as the width. And the extra the... large ones, or are all I'm, I'm Magnum talking... XL. So, so there's there you got your Trojans, and then you've got your Magnums, and then you've got your Magnums XL. And so, apparently, the regular Magnums are the same as Trojans. Okay, but um there's a little more room at the tip 
And then I think Magnum XL, um, Magnum XL, they're a little wider, but regular Magnum. And then there was another brand that I came up, I, I found, but it's a brand I hadn't even heard of. But it was it was a similar thing where they had like this XL option, but then when it was compared to like Trojan, they were doing the comparison with. It was, oh, it was the same exact size. Wait, were you on Amazon? Uh, no, no, I was okay. on Psychology Today. Oh, I feel like I've seen this picture. So when you say there's more room at the tip, do you mean <laughs> width or length? Um, yeah, it, it's a, it's apparently a little wider. It's a little roomier. Because... Wider at the tip. So it's for, um, it's for like baseball bat dicks. Kind of, but I okay. mean, so so when a guy tells you it's too tight, I mean, it's supposed to be, you know, kind of tight at the base. You want it to stay on, obviously. But if it's too tight at the tip, that is a problem, and that can prevent guys from ejaculating or anything. Interesting. You know? there, it is a thing. It is, it's a real, you know, I I think most guys don't know how to convey what they mean when they say, oh, it, it's too tight. I think they like to use that as like a little ego stroke. Uh -huh. um, it's it's a real problem. But... You are using so many words that mean two things, especially <laughs> you literally just said stroke. Well, it, it's almost like I'm good at this, so okay. I'm very pleased with. Uh... All right. Anyway, yeah. Um. So wow. apparently, like it's eighty percent. Um bullshit marketing you know and it works and there's something there's a premium so i think like a regular box of trojan they said it's like i don't know six seven dollars for like uh 12 of them or something but then like magnum xl is like 12 dollars for 10 condoms interesting um i'm not gonna look any of this up because i, I don't I, I don't care that much right um Huh. It, would take, it would take too long but um i will say the collection of condoms that i have acquired like uh that are still packaged that would be gross if not <laughs> um they're all the same size like the squares right. are all the same uh size so the only thing i saw that was a difference was like it, it's mostly marketing bullshit but it seems like there is a difference in that Magnums and like any of these other extra large ones. Apparently they're made a little better. They just like stretch better. They feel nicer. Like the build, the build quality is nicer. Okay. Um, but I mean, that's just a load of people talking about it in the comments. And I don't know how true that is, but I mean, from a st statistical standpoint, it's more or less the same. Statistical? Um, statistical. Statistical. Yeah. It's yeah. it's more or less the same. Although at a certain point, yeah, they do make um there is some condom brand that you have to like order online, and that's for if you're really, really big, they are like wider condoms for if you've just got, you know, a two by four. Um Wow. Yeah. So that's the research. Um uh -huh. Okay. How does, that, how does that make you feel? Um, I have questions. Okay. Um, so are all condoms like, like they roll and they roll, like open? Like, they roll and they roll. <laughs> they roll and they roll open, like so they can fit 
many different lengths. Like, how long are they? Like, what's the... Um, so, I think... Oh, man, I really should have written this down. But... Look it up now. Okay, yeah. Fine, I'll do it. Um, uh, Condom. Wait. I can hear you typing. <laughs> yeah, well, that will be edited out. Um, standard condoms usually have a length between seven and a quarter to seven and three quarter inches. Oh, wow. Yep. So. Yeah. And I mean, so you were asking before what the average penis size is, and it's a little bit over five inches. Really? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit over five inches. Some say 5.2, some say 5.5, but. Um, it's like just, a, you know, closer to five inches is the average. Interesting. But I think like, I don't know, well, we can go into what you wanted to say about the, what were you calling it? The female inch? The oh, lady girl, inch? Yeah, girl inch. Girl, girl inch. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I think like, there's also something to be said about like, girth and like what uh like how much emphasis is placed on that versus length or like how girth can make a penis look bigger basically than it right. is well or, or longer or it can have, it, it, girth can also have uh the opposite effect where if you've got more right. girth it can make the penis look smaller because if you've got more girth than length i mean it <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean, though. No, I do. I do. Yeah. I really do. Um. All right. Well. I mean. So just to. No, I I actually don't have anything else to say. Okay. <laughs> well, the more you know. So yeah, it's not it's not necessarily always like. I think part of it is guys are being lied to because they're told bigger is always better, which is not like. Right. You know, that's just um, a dumb... But Michelle Wolf said that wasn't true. The what do you mean? Com uh, you know the comedian Michelle Wolf? That one no. with the red curly hair? Oh, she's funny. Well, she said um, she has like a, a stand-up special on um, Netflix that's a pretty funny. I think she's like a little raunchy. Well, raun like raunchy coming from me is kind of a weird thing to say. I think her yeah. like views are a little dated or backwards or something like she's like a lot of gender ideas that are weird to me um oh. but she's a little older than us or probably i don't know i actually don't know how she is shuffling in her 30s or 40s but okay. anyway she was saying that like bigger is not always better you need to find a penis that like fits your vagina right because i mean every vagina is different too like some are deeper right. than others some are wider some yeah I don't I guess that's true, but I don't actually know that. I, mean, I know that I know the outsides look different. Yeah, but the insides are different too. <laughs> um, they yeah. feel different. Yep. Is what you're saying? Sure, hit, sure hit different though. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Yeah, it's too bad that laugh wasn't picked up. I didn't hear it, but I knew it was happening. Well, I just laughed very hard. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so that's the um that's the so-called the... myth of the magnum condom. Interesting. Okay. So... so just so 
so yeah so uh next time someone tells you they need a magnum condom because um other condoms are too tight or whatever it's probably bullshit i mean but it could be true it could be true that it could it's... be true if they have a uh what am i trying to say like a a bludgeon what are uh, those <laughs> like clubs uh, called? it's a club basically sure. if they have a club wiener then I mean, yes. but you don't you don't even really need that like sometimes just again some of those shitty condoms that uh college dorm ras hand out they just aren't made that well and so you do get that pinching at the tip like it you know it happens i honestly never used those well, yeah, they were weird. they were like weird and colorful, and I just felt like they didn't set the mood for me. But also, they would they would all be gone really quickly, and then they would have finger yeah. condoms left over in our bowls. Mm-mm. No, thank you. Oh well, I mean, be safe. Yeah, no, that's true. I I shouldn't. Yeah. Be just safe. To... Use a finger condom. Always. 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 Forever. Um, even if you're married. Even if you're lovingly betrothed to your beautiful, gorgeous darling. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. No. Um, okay. So, so how about we, we talk about the thing that I want to talk about? Let's talk about the thing you want to talk about. Okay. So um, the other night I saw a movie. It was a very good movie. And you may have seen it because it stars... Your favorite wide man in Hollywood, one oh. Adam, Adam Driver. Yeah. It's called Logan Lucky. I don't think I've heard of that. It was that oh. I don't I know all the pictures of him from looking at all the pictures of him. So if you describe what he looks like, I'll uh, know. He well, you know character. how Adam Driver looks like Adam Driver in every movie. Yeah, but sometimes um, he has glasses. He's, he's got like... a he's got a um missing left hand he's he's he was like an iraq war veteran oh. so he he's got um a prosthetic hand and he's a bartender interesting so he's he's a one-handed bartender and his brother is other hollywood hunk channing tatum no uh, way i have to see this movie now well i see so i brought it up because i thought you had but if not it's no good, it's i don't so want extra to good material anymore well, um, and then you also have um, Daniel Craig. So for, you know, the ladies that are a little older out there, and Daniel Craig is the guy, you know. Which one's Daniel Craig again? He's James Bond. Oh, yes. I feel like yeah. I'm old enough to be attracted to Daniel Craig. Okay. I, I mean, I think of him just as James Bond and nothing else. And then I think of James Bond, and I think people who are a little older and the people that say, like, mommy wants. I just realized I totally thought that guy was Jude Law, like that they were the same person. Um, I can maybe see how you could make that. Um, it's just like blonde hair, blue eyes. Well, Jude Law doesn't have blonde hair, but what are you talking about? Jude Law. What color is it? It's like brown. It's not it's brown. Dark. Jude Law has dark hair. I'm looking it up. I I just saw Fantastic Mr. Ripley like the other well, week. Well, maybe he dyed it. Oh no, you're right. It is brown. Yeah, yeah. When did he get so bald? Uh, it's been happening for like two decades. So anyway, yeah. L- Logan anyway. Lucky. I I figured um, you'd like it because you've got the two uh, honky tonk hunk brothers. 
Adam yep. Driver and Channing Tatum. Are they and, shirtless? Um, uh, <laughs> Channing Tatum definitely gets kind of sweaty. Nice, nice. Um, we, Adam, we love to see it. Yeah. I, I don't think Adam Driver ever takes off the shirt. Um, uh, Adam Driver is given a pretty Adam Driver performance. Um, it, it's not marriage story. It's more like okay. dead, dead, don't die where he's just, he's like in, he's along for the ride, you know? He's not like crying, but it's, it's rough for him. Uh, no, he's just kind of like going along with stuff and he gets, he gets roped into a heist kind of against oh. his will, but he's, he's also kind of down with it, but he's a simple guy. You know, he, he went to Iraq and he came back and now he's a bartender and, he went to uh, Iraq and then he came back. And then he came back. And now he smokes crack. And and he <laughs> broke his mother's back. And he broke his mother's back. Yeah. But it's yeah. um they're they're pretty fun. Like you wouldn't I, I don't know, for me, I was like, I don't know, Shannon Tatum and Adam Driver being brothers. I don't really buy it. But then I did. Um it's it's kind of believable. They're they're both good. Like it's nothing amazing, but it's just a really fun time. It's two hours. And it feels worth those two hours. Uh, Daniel yeah. Craig is really good. Everyone's been doing kind of like a bad Southern accent, but it's kind of funny. That's fun. I um, can't imagine Adam Driver doing a Southern accent. It's just Adam Driver. Just like, it, it, there are some scenes where I swear he forgets he's supposed to be doing it. Um, <laughs> but it, it's it's really funny because it's like, you know, he talks so weird and low anyway. Yep, yep. And then, and then he's like... A, a bartender in um west virginia so he's got like this twang but you barely hear it because he's working at a bar and speaking like adam driver does and it's just i mean it, it's like when you tell me that you can't hear me in public in real life you know yes yes it's it's exactly that i had to turn subtitles on because i was like what's he saying justin speaks very quietly in real life it's yeah it's he, true he basically whispers and then and then, like, ex somehow expects me to know exactly what he said. And I, most of the time I turn around and I'm like, if you think I have any fucking idea what you said, you are dead fucking wrong. Well, the best is when we're on a bike ride or something. Yeah, I just give up. Yeah. You're, and I, yeah. <laughs> you're usually in front. So there's just, and, you know, you're facing away from me. There's just no way. Yeah. And you keep talking. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just, do. I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, does he know that I'm not listening anymore? I can't hear a word you're saying. You know, for what it's worth, I've told numerous people since you first told me that you can't hear me in real life. And they all agree. So mm -hmm. you're right. You know, I'm not going to try and pretend like I've got the high ground here. They're, you're <laughs> absolutely right. Everyone, everyone tells me this. Um, so... It, I, yeah. I can't I can't help it you know I was editing audio for a radio show and I put it over my speakers and I was like what's going on I don't have a subwoofer and then I realized oh that's my voice oh right my voice well, like you could be picked up by elephants but no one else yeah pretty much like I, I can listen to some like I don't know drum and bass house music and it doesn't it, it doesn't bring the bass out in my speakers like my own voice does it's it's a curse I, this reminds me of when we were, we just went for a bike ride a few weeks ago out to, I guess we were in, we weren't in Concord, we were in Bedford. We went to Bedford, yeah. We went to Bedford on the the bike path in Cambridge, Somerville, 
what's it called? The Minuteman Bike Path. Thank you. Yep. Just so, um, yeah, anyway. Uh, but when we got to Bedford, we were sitting on this park bench and um, Justin started <laughs> talking. Oh, I remember this now. Justin uh. started talking and I started to feel this vibration emanating from the bench. And I was like, what is that? Whose phone is like making those weird buzzing noises? And then I realized it was the... It was the bellowing bass <laughs> of Justin's voice coming through the bench and reverberating through my fucking torso. Yeah, which is a scary thought. Yeah. That's that's really I mean I Yeah. It was a transfer of energy. It literally, yeah. Literally. I mean, it, it was equivalent ex- exchange. Um I, I, I remember I've been told by partners that like their roommate could hear me talking a room over just because my voice is traveling through the floor or something. I it's uh-huh. it's so crazy. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's so funny to me. It's so real. Yeah. So they they were always like, okay, well, whatever you're gonna say that you don't want my roommate to hear, gotta whisper it. And I'm like, oh, whisper it. But and I am turn whispering. Turn the bass off. <laughs> I can't. I can't turn the sub off. <laughs> you just have to write it down. Yeah. Or text it. Yeah, but when you're already in bed with someone and and you're having your little chit chats, I'm not going to write that down. Your pillow talk, your night night pillow talk. Yeah, my night night. I've I've got my thumb in my mouth and a glass of of warm milk on the nightstand. (laughs) Exactly. Mommy's tucking you in, telling you a story. Or you, well, in truth, you're telling them a story if you're, if you're, Voices reverberating through the fucking frame of the house. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been bad. I've been told I, I need to shush, and I'm not a loud person, so. That's true. Yeah. I hate being shushed. Um, I have to piss. Okay, thanks for announcing it. So. Now. No, that's okay. I'll I'll find it. All right, now. Okay. <laughs> so food. We we like food. We like food. We we like well, okay, we like to eat food. We like to, we we used to go to restaurants before, in the before times. In the before times, restaurants before times. and bars. We yeah. actually have gotten a lot of dumplings, dumplings yeah, well, as takeout in the after times. But the thing is, you know, dumplings, yeah, you can make them at home. And we we sure did that time. We did, and they were delicious. They were really good. It's it's a labor though. Um, it's a labor of love and it takes love. too long. Yeah. It's it's a special it's for a special time when you want to spend a lot of time cooking food. But that was special because if I remember correctly, that was for both our birthdays. Was it? I no. Can't... This was ages ago. Yeah, you know, it was a while ago. Our it was like in the winter. What did we did carrot cake and then what did we make for our birthdays? We, we didn't make food. We got oh, dumplings. Oh, we got we got dumplings. That's right. <laughs> um from Dumpling House. That's true. Yeah. So the, it, it's fitting dumpling. that we we met on a farm. Yes. Um and it you know it's July now, so stuff is kind of coming in. Um Well, that's what I was going to say. We like to we like to eat food. We like to grow food. We like to talk about food. Yes. So okay. what what have you been up to? What have you been making recently? So with, with the fourth and all. 
With the fourth, yeah. So, well, actually, I didn't cook too much on the fourth. I'll say I um, I went to my friend's house and we we made some burgers and some veggie dogs and some skewers and stuff. But what I brought to for them to have um, so I've been gardening at my elderly friend's house for the past couple of weeks. Um, and they have a mulberry tree in their backyard, um, which. Basically, there are two kinds of mulberries. Um, there's actually three that spe- uh, that live in the Northeast, but I'll just talk about the two that grow berries. One is a red mulberry, and the other one is a white mulberry. And red are native, and white actually come from China, and they were brought over when people brought over silkworms to the United States to see if they could um, grow, to have silkworms here and, and make silk here. Um, the silkworms didn't survive. Um, the reason they brought over the, the, the white mulberry is because the silkworms eat mul- white mulberry. Um, and the white mulberries did really well. And to this day, we have actually a lot of mulberries. They're not considered an invasive species, but they're almost considered an invasive species. There are a lot of them, a lot more than red mulberries. So um, my friend who I've been gardening for, she has a white mulberry tree in her backyard and it just started, you know, dropping mulberries like crazy. Uh, And if you haven't seen mulberries before, they look like blackberries. They're like segmented little berry around the same size as a blackberry and they're tart and sweet um so i went over there recently and uh i was gardening and i collected a bunch of berries while it was raining uh which was you know kind of fun kind of uh silly in hindsight but i didn't really care if it was raining because i just wanted to get these berries and i brought them home and i had never made uh you know, preserves before, and you and I had talked about, like, what it takes to make preserves, and I remember you talking about pectin, which I had yeah. no... Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the old-school way of making sure everything stays solidified. Yeah, right. So I, like, looked up what pectin was, and it's this, yeah, it's, like, what's used in jello and, and jams and stuff to make them solidify, and it's found in fruit as well as meat, and that's why... When you cook meat, sometimes you like get this gelatin forming at the bottom of your uh, pan uh, or like whatever you use to bake or fry it. So anyway, long story short, I I collected six cups worth of berries. I made uh, a couple jars of this mulberry jam, which mostly was pectin, sugar, and the mulberries themselves. And I wasn't sure how it was going to come out because I had never made jam before. And I did this test that I found online, which is while you're reducing the jam, you put a plate in the freezer and then you take it out after like 10 minutes, put some jam on the plate. And if the jam starts to grow a a skin, basically, like a pudding skin, or uh, then it's ready to go. So I did that and it happened to be ready. Um, And, you know, it has a crap ton of sugar in it. So it's really, really, really good. Very, very tasty. I'm super proud of myself. But I will say, um, I I don't forage that much. Like I have, you and I have farmed a lot, but I haven't foraged too, too much. So I think it's really, really cool 
when, you know, you can just like go into your neighbor's yard and like collect these berries and, you know, eat them. I mean, and it's like the most natural thing in the world. Yeah, well, I have to agree. I mean, the stuff I've learned from other people on the farm about foraging, you know, whether it be weeds like purslane or something, or mm -hmm. going into more like black locust flower right. or uh, sumac or something, you know. Yeah. Um, that's been, I mean, one of my favorite things, and it's super common, especially right now in the summer, is a wild chamomile. Sometimes they mm -hmm. call it pineapple weed, and it's it's so good. You find it growing in, like, the cracks of the sidewalk. And, yeah. You know, sometimes when I see it, I'm like, yeah, probably shouldn't touch that because I'm sure a dog peed on it. But Right. But you can wash it off. Right, right. But um, it's such a fun skill to have to start to recognize those things. Pineapple weed smells so good, too. It does, yeah. I mean, I've got some of it from last year that's just been drying in my pantry. Mm -hmm. And it's like I haven't touched it because it just, the whole thing looks so nice and it still kind of smells. And I probably should just harvest the bud. I mean, it's been like way too long now, but... Yeah, I've, t I, I've told you this story a bunch of times, too, but last summer when I was working at the farm, we work with this guy named Wayne who was like telling I had never really heard of black locust flowers before, but he was like, oh, yeah, you can eat them. So we walked out to the edge of the farm and went up to this tree that had like I think a branch had broken in a storm and it was just covered in flowers and he started picking them off. And the way the flowers grow is kind of like the way grapes grow it's on this like long hanging um uh, uh stem basically with lots and lots of flowers hanging off and he just sort of like popped it into his mouth like grapes and just pulled all the flowers off of his mouth and and they're really really sweet because they're full of you know nectar yeah and i mean i've had black locust jelly before and it's like mm. it's so good it, it's one of those things that uh, you really have to make your own unless you happen to live in a place where there's like local artisans doing that type of stuff. I mean, yeah, Muckers is not making black locust jelly, you know? Yeah, it's a little late in the season, but like I would say June, mid-June is like a really good time to look for black locusts. And then, uh, you know, the the mulberries are ripening right now. So if you know about a mulberry tree... And this goes for uh, blackberries and, and raspberries as well. They're ripen ripening right now in the Northeast. So I would highly recommend going out there and getting those berries while you can. Yeah, my I actually need to do my nightly uh, raspberry call. Your, night, your nightly digging? My nightly digging. <laughs> because I have so many raspberries out there. I've been saving them to put on my granola in the morning. Yum. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I uh, will... I, what I was going to say was I, I was collecting blackberries from this person's house this morning as I was watering their plants, and I accidentally touched poison ivy again. Oh. So, yeah. I washed my hands like a billion times, but we shall see. Sorry. It's okay. I did a oopsie. Yeah. It's funny. I've never had poison ivy my whole life. You might not be allergic. It's possible. I mean, I was I was out walking in the woods, and I was definitely near some. I tried my best to avoid it, but, you know, nothing happened. So if I did touch it, I don't know. Yeah, when I was a kid, I didn't react that badly. But last time 
was really bad. So, uh, speaking of berries, the other thing that's coming on soon is blueberries. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So, um, actually, when I was in Maine, there were some, but they weren't quite ripe yet. But um, what have you been cooking? Well, so uh, this past weekend was the fourth, and so I visited my mom, and I whipped her and her partner up some burgers with some scapes in them. And then I grilled some squash, the first squash from my squash plants, which was really um, exciting. Some garlic scapes. Yeah, garlic scapes, which for yeah. people people out there that don't know what garlic scapes are, uh, that's the flower stem of hardneck garlic. There's two types of garlic, uh, soft neck and hard neck. And um, cut that off in the process because obviously that's the flower and everything. You don't need it to go to flour, but it tastes like garlic. Um, yeah. Super and, yummy. I mean, how how it's a stem, so it's a it has the consistency when it's cooked of like asparagus. Yeah, I, I was gonna yeah. say asparagus are very very tender, like broccoli rabi or something. Yeah, yeah, but um, they um, I had never really seen it before working at the farm, and maybe it's just because I know what it is now. But I saw it at Whole Foods just the other day. Um, so it's one of those things that, like, I swear, five years ago I didn't see as much of. But now, yeah, if you go into a place like Whole Foods, or maybe if you get lucky, like Market Basket or something, you know, some supermarket might have some seasonal special on it. But I see it a little more. Um, but they're really yeah. cool. You, know, you can make a pesto out of them. Um, what right. I did is I, I just chopped them real fine and put them into burgers. I like doing that with yeah. onion. But you just use the the scape the same way. Um, so did that some potato salad, uh, potato and egg salad, most white people thing ever, as you said. Yep. Um, uh, I love it. it. I mean, it's great, you know. Um, and then custard pie. So it was pretty standard, middle yeah. of the road. No, American. I, I, I want to hear about this coconut custard pie. It sounds amazing. Um. It, it is it's also my grandmother's recipe which she got oh. uh, she she got off like the back of a biscuit box because my grandmother oh. cook. yeah no my grandmother was a terrible cook and she had five kids i thought you were um, gonna say it's a secret a family secret no no this is like this is as like uninspired as you can imagine and it, it's crustless so you you use yeah. like bisquick to kind of when you bake it, get kind of a crust, you know, like like the edge will turn kind of golden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But otherwise, um, it's just batter. Yeah, it's just like custard batter. Yeah, you know. it sounds it's, so good. Dude. It, it it's pretty like pretty standard. And honestly, I haven't had it in a while. And the last few custard pies I made had um a, a crust, mm -hmm. and I actually like this better because it's just, I mean. Who cares about the crust? You you when you eat a custard pie, you want the custard, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you're you're skipping the formalities and you're going just to that. And right. then um instead of instead of coconut um I don't know, shavings, I guess. I use yeah. flake, flakes so they're wider, yeah. you know? Yes. Um and there's more surface area, so those kind of brown up really nice. That's and so yummy. It, it it was so good, but the thing was we didn't have bisquick, so we made it and it, it puffed up like crazy, and we took it out of the oven and then deflated a bunch, so it was really thin. Whoa! Like, really, really thin, but it was great because then we we had all these fresh strawberries from a local farm, and so or at least that's what they said. I 
I've not growing strawberries in New England is not as easy as it is down like California. Right. Um, so it could have been from some other farm. They were really good strawberries. In, you can grow strawberries here though. They're just oh, you can, you can. I just it, it's more of an effort to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that sounds so, so good. Yeah, so we we chopped those up and then we put them in there. So even though it didn't like fluff back up we had this depression where we could put all the strawberries and it was kind of like a nice holder so that was yeah. really nice that was my big like cooking thing but i've got a bunch of squash that are still coming on that i'm looking at tomatoes yeah, what kind of squash do you have just yellow summer squash i don't know yeah. exactly what kind of variety they yeah. they seem to be bulging up near the end and i wonder if it's because of all the like you know we've gone some periods without rain and then we just get a ton of rain and I've been good with watering them, but I have to wonder if those periods where we've gotten like rain for two or three days straight just yeah. made them go a little crazy. I don't know. Yeah, I um, I just bought zucchini from the store because I planted some zucchini for my friend, but I don't know how they're not doing so well. I'm not the best gardener, but we shall see. But I bought zucchini from the store. And I usually like cut them vertically into like little kind of fries and then bake them. But this time I cut them, you know, widthwise and sauteed them with a little olive oil and salt and pepper. And it is so good. Yeah, I it's oh man, it's hard to go wrong with zucchini. Um, it really is. I, I remember a few of our co-farmers, they had dehydrators. And mm -hmm. so, it, you know, it's a lot of work, but they would make zucchini chips. That the, sounds the so good. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. And and all you need is a little bit of like nice extra extra virgin olive oil and salt and pepper and like yeah. that that's a, you know, it's, it's so Basically, delicious. their recipe for everything. <laughs> everything simple is just, you know, olive oil and salt and pepper. Yeah, I mean, if you've got good ingredients, like that's yeah. that's the tough thing cuz when I tell people about the farm and I tell people how I like to cook, or just use fresh ingredients, whatever. Right. And they always think that I do stuff that's really extravagant. And the reality is it's like the complete opposite, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's... Well, I, I think you make more complicated recipes than I normally do, but. Yeah. I mean, I remember you said you had never made stir fry before that time we made it. So. Only because it was like a thing in college. Everybody made stir fry. It was like because it's, it's easy okay. like that that's it you know i just like never really we didn't cook like that when i was a kid like my folks didn't cook like that i never really liked soy sauce or anything when i was a kid so it just wasn't you know i'm from long island you know we ate pasta when i went to college i made pasta yeah i mean yeah. i i i was lucky that um you know what my mom did for cooking because there was only three of us um a little better options you know didn't need to worry about feeding like five people or something that made it sound like there were three children but i know what you mean well yeah no th three three people yeah. in the house and so you know you kind of stretch a little bit with certain things rather than yeah no there yeah. large quantities yeah there were five of us so like cooking was you know a lot of work and my mom does not like cooking that much um, yeah, that that's the thing. It's like you better really like it, you know. And my dad definitely doesn't. My dad actually likes cooking, but he doesn't cook that often. So. Yeah, I mean, I I love cooking, but then when you only do it for yourself for long enough, yeah. it yeah, it, you you kind of 
I don't know. I've found that it's just kind of hard to mix it up sometimes because like mm -hmm. you can only buy so much food before it goes bad, you know? Right. Yeah, no, totally. I feel that exactly. I feel exactly the same way. And it's, uh, and I, yeah, I'll kind of end up buying the same things over and over again. Cause like, I know exactly how to cook them and like how long they'll keep and everything. Um, and then I end up being like, I'm kind of bored with my cuisine. And also when I make food for other people, I like, We'll try to like, you know, if I have a friend over, I'll like double the quantity of the food, but I I never make enough food because I'm so used to just cooking for me. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. And I think that's, you know, the times we we've cooked together, we've always done something more or less that like we'd never do by ourselves. Like yeah. we, we made ramen from scratch that time. That um, was really fucking good. And I'll never forget it, except we've tried to soft boil an egg in it would not work we we yeah that, that, that's a bit of a stretch uh i don't know why i was thinking about it today because i was making hard-boiled eggs and i was like why wouldn't those eggs solidify let's put it this way someone who isn't me was uh trying to boil an egg uh yeah, yeah. And, and we've made we've made the big carrot cake we've made dumplings you know the carrot cake was dry. It was fine. I liked it. But the icing was good. The except icing... we didn't have enough powdered sugar, so we tried to blend regular sugar in a blender, which which apparently turns it into powdered sugar, which kind of worked. It, but you know what? Not... I I think for the fact that we completely just pulled it out of nowhere. <laughs> it was a good really cake. Well. Yeah, it was a good yeah. cake. Um, that that's the thing, though. I mean, you. You do stuff like that, and you kind of learn how to. You learn, yeah. Expand your your capabilities, yeah. but yeah, like at home. The flavor was good. Yeah. Um, those dumplings were incredible. We made these. Um, <sighs> were they pork or were they beef? We got pork. It was, it was pork it was and cabbage pork. and chives. Yeah. Um, and we made. And like that in and of itself, we got purple cabbage, like that in and of itself is delicious. And then we also, we made the, the dough for it from scratch too. Which yeah. Was, which got a little crispier on the edges, but it didn't matter because we were making pot stickers anyway. Yeah. Um, and then we made this, um, this sauce for it, this like rice vinegary soy sauce. Yeah, it's like, like soy, rice vinegar, and um, red pepper flakes. Red pepper flakes and like hot hot oil. Hot oil and sesame oil. I I don't even know, but it was like yeah, the most, it was a lot. I, I would drink that. It was it really was, good. It was, and we made a it was a fuck ton of dumplings, dude. It was. It was. Yeah. Was it like 30-something dumplings? I, I forget what the count was, but we were starving by the time we finally ate. We really were. It, it had been our, hours. It had been hours because rolling the dough took one billion years. But it, we sat yeah. we sat on the floor in my living room and just like had our plate of dumplings. Because we were too tired, yeah. And we, we just watched TV or something. We, we watched David Chang be annoying. Sorry, what did you say? I said the dumplings calmed me down. And then and then you got yes. sleepy and you told me to leave. 
Oh, I got so sleepy. Yeah. I was like passing out on the was, floor. Just decided that it was it was Betty by No, I didn't decide. My body decided. Body, your body willed it. My body yaddy yaddy. Did you have your car? Or did yeah, I, I no, I, I I drove. Okay, that's um, good. Because we drove to Whole Foods to uh to get the ingredients. I thought we walked. I did too. But I don't know. I usually walk. Maybe you didn't want to. We walk. we drove one time, one time. So maybe it was then. I don't know. Either uh, way, I I do remember this episode, and then I got the most sleepy I've ever been. Yeah. So you said, "Here's a container from work. Take these dumps and take uh, these dumpies and get out. I need yeah. to go sleep. Sleep now." And and I did. And then I woke up the next morning and I ate them straight from the fridge, like a. Nice. No, I had them for dinner. I warmed them up. I made the sauce again. Oh yeah. Well, I I'll I, never forget that sauce. The sauce was really good because it had some garlic in it, and yeah, oh. it's just like spicy and tangy and well, salty. It had, it had the mirin, the myrin. Oh yeah. Myrin. And you had the rice vinegar. I don't have the rice vinegar. Yeah, I, I had the rice there. vinegar and the myrin. So I like wanted to make it again, and I was like, "Oh, he has the rice vinegar." Yeah, I could just go to the store and get rice vinegar. No, no, I'll wait. That that was a good time. That was my favorite feast that we concocted. That was really good. That was like some of the best food I made. I tried to make tortellini or ravioli once last summer with my friend. I think it was like in August, and uh, we burnt the sauce and. Oh. And the the dough was really thick, but the stuffing for the pasta was really good. And it was like sweet potato and spices, and it was like cinnamony. Uh, but yeah, we burnt the sauce. And I just remember looking at him from across the table, like painfully eating this burnt food. And he was like, this is so horrible to watch. Yeah, so, I'm glad that we've never done something like that uh, I think what I'm trying to get at is like I'm not a great cook but I love cooking and I'm going to keep trying well so I think the important thing is like you say you're not a good cook but the reality is there are a lot of people our age and yes. older and older who don't yeah. know how to even fry an egg yeah so that's sad yes and I say I'm a bad cook but it's also that like it's more like I'm a bad driver when I have friends in the car because I like I get distracted because I want to talk to everyone and then I forget what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Like my food, I don't burn my food when I'm by myself. Yeah, I mean, I the worst I ever did was I didn't realize I I turned a burner to low heat and then I took the stuff off to eat it and then I thought I turned it off but I didn't and I had. Ooh. A, a wooden spatula just on the pan and it was on low heat for like an hour while i was eating yep. the dishes and then went yep. to do the dishes i was like why won't this come off and then i looked and it was completely black on the other side i was like oh well, shit luckily it yep. was wooden i mean if that was like not made out of wood would have been yeah sorry i have burnt well i have left the burner on many times especially a couple times recently when i was still seeing my last partner like he would notice that the burner had been left on and he was like when did you cook and i would be like 
I honestly don't even know, which is really scary. So, but honestly, but I haven't done that in a couple months. So I don't know. It was just a fluke thing. It only happened like two or three times, which is too much. This, this makes me want dinner. I think I'm what I think I'm going to make a Swiss chard broccoli pasta tonight. Nice. I have leftovers. Um, I still have some zucchini uh, and uh, some mushrooms. And I made this. I got these like little fish from the star market in uh, Porter Square. I think it was last night or two nights ago. I think they're. um, What are they called? Uh, What are like angler fish called? More like cuisinally. But angler fish are the big. Not angler. Not angler, sorry. I meant to say flounder. Flounder, flounder. flounder. Yes. Because you know how flounder flounder have two different names? I know flanders from The Simpsons. There's flander and there's flounder. And then Uh, there's flounder from The Little Mermaid. Right. Are you thinking of scrod? Scrod? Because scrod is just white fish. So it's white fish and it's a little tiny filet or like a mini filet. Uh... And it has like a pinkish skin. Hmm. It's either way. I don't remember what it is. I'm gonna go back and at, and like see if they have it again. The guy said he only like has it once in a while, and I threw away the packaging without memorizing what it was. It's like some of the best fish I've ever had in my life. I don't eat a ton of fish. You know, I don't like. I don't really buy meat or fish when I go to the store, so I I know like next to nothing about. Um. Fish. I buy mostly chicken and fish just because i like try to get my protein in for the day but i th- I, I think i eat more fish than anything else just because i go back and forth between being like kind of vegetarian and then kind of not and then pescatarian and whatever but um but anyway so you said you were making swiss chard yeah, Swiss chard with some broccoli and pasta. The, the broccoli's going, like the the head yep. is pr- pretty much done. And so uh, there are like a few little florets I can use, but I've got some Swiss chard I need to use. Like I, I bought all this stuff before I realized it was the fourth, the weekend. So it, it was all stuff I was going to make before the weekend and then this next week. And then, you know, two days go by where I'm not at home cooking. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, okay. And then, of course, yeah. you know, you make a dish and then you have leftovers from it. And then the leftovers last you longer than you think. So, right. I, yeah. I just need to buy or it. Or not. Food. Or not. Sometimes, I mean, that's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they last way too long. Like, I made, what was it like six chicken thighs last week? And I thought I was going to eat them really quick because I was eating them for dinner and lunch. And I still had. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> All right. Did you hear me sneeze? Yes. <laughs> the things that cut out and the things that don't. I know. Um, I I still had one left yesterday and it had been like a week. So I was like, this is, I'm not going to eat this. It's a little yeah. too old. I, I made a mushroom soup the other week. That was yeah. good. But the thing is, I made so much of it that the last time I ate it, I was just doing it to do it because I didn't want to throw it out. Like, it wasn't bad. It was fine. But the mushrooms had been there so long that it just it had that, like, old mushroom flavor. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, it was a little 
kind of ammonia-y, you know. Uh, Yum. Like the I mean, fungus. I'm... The fungus is growing fungus. Fungus among us. Fungus among us. Yeah. Yeah. Fungus uh, boogeyman. Fungus and the boogeyman. Fungus the boogeyman was was a book by Raymond Briggs that my father used to read to me. It was about a boogeyman named Fungus, and he lived underground with his wife Mildew and his child Mold, and he worked <laughs> he worked at night every night. Every night, all the boogeymen get they take their boogie baths and they get on their boogie bikes and then they they go to the human world above ground and they terrorize the populace of Great Britain by removing shingles off their roofs and making their attics leak and and boogeymen are the reason why you wake up having like night terrors and stuff because uh that banging on the window is actually a boogeyman with like a garden rake just tapping on your window and it's why would your father read this to you it's funny it's good it's funny that would scare the shit out of me yeah but there were funny drawings there's the boogeyman my dad Bo- used to read Scotty the Chance of Meatballs to me. My dad would read uh, The Hobbit to me. My dad tried to read Harry Potter to me, but all the names confused him. I I don't blame him because all the names still confuse me. <laughs> he would say like Dumbledore and Hermione. Hermione. Everyone said Hermione. Everyone but... said Hermione. Yeah. Well, yeah. we can't talk about Harry Potter anymore. I know. Harry Potter is Harry Potter now. Is deceased. Don't read or watch or buy any Harry, Harry Potter, Potter thing. Center stage. Um, I actually keep thinking about this because I have an IUD and I like barely ever get my period anymore since like last, two Decembers ago. You're gonna I got... really you're gonna have to really sell me on how this connects to Harry Potter. Because, um, um, okay, I, uh, let me just finish by saying um, I got a period like right before I went on my trip to Maine. I, I went to Maine recently, um, and uh, that was the first period I had had in like uh, I, at least a year, probably more. And I was like, I'm a woman again. What I mean by that is um, uh, J.K. Rowling made a, t- a tweet where she said, she basically was making fun of this news article uh, where the, the, the article was like saying how after COVID, the, um, uh, there's going to be, oh. new, you know, new um, yeah. things in place to like better the lives of people who menstruate. Yeah, um, they use those yeah. words rather than. Yeah, and exactly. She, and she was like, and she was very dismissive of it and was like, you know, was basically was making fun of it. Like, has everyone forgotten the word woman? And then, yeah. So I yeah, like, I, I think I, I think her tweet was something like, uh, "I think we have a word for that." Yeah, I don't exactly. Know what it is. And then she, woman. she yeah, like, woman. Exactly. Uh, it's com- yeah. extremely offensive. And of course, in my head, I was like, "Well, I don't even get a period because I'm on this IUD, and the hormones to prevent me from having a period." for most of the time but it was just funny because before i went on my trip i was like well i guess i'm a woman again to her yeah if you finally count how does it feel uh i don't need that negativity i don't need the i should say i don't need the positive reinforcement from a turf 
lady. A positive reinforcement from someone who's so out of touch. And yes. wrote, wrote a book series beloved by literally two generations and more. That, it makes it that taught them to be who they are and embrace themselves and diversity is good. Does she not like does she still have her period? How old is she? I mean she, uh, maybe she does, but it's like middle age now. I, I think she just genuinely doesn't think that she's in the wrong and she legitimately No, I know. That she's crusading for good on this, you know, like which is just so weird. But again, this is the woman who when someone was like, Hey, JK Rowling how come there's no Jewish people in Harry Potter? She was like, oh, there is. There was one student, and his name was Barry Goldstein, or some, like, really... You stupid. fucking told me this, and that makes me so infuriated. It's yeah, it, was, it was something... It was something Stein... I want to say it was Goldstein. It was like, yeah, let's just... Or Mar Marty? Did yeah, it was like it was Morty or Barry Goldstein. Morty? Anyway. Morty. Uh, <laughs> And then there's something about, she's like, oh yeah, Dumbledore was gay. Yeah, he had a lot of gay sex. No, I won't write about it. But yeah, he was so gay. Yeah, everyone knows. She said that years ago, too. And everyone was kind of like, well, okay. At the, time, at the time, people were like, oh, oh, awesome, cool, diversity. And then it's like, oh, but you just made that up on Twitter. Some people were really skeptical. They were like, she's just saying this to be cool. Yeah, well... You know, no one ever has sex in Harry Potter, so that's why it seemed a little weird at first. Hey, snog. Yeah, she likes to use that word. And if you're an that's American... That's what the Brits say. I know. And if you're American, you, you start reading, like, book five, and everyone's snogging everyone else. And I'm like, what, what's going on? I already had known what that word meant because I, I read the these coming-of-age books. They were, like, called the Georgia Nicholson series when I was um when I was in middle school. And the first book is called Angus Thongs and Full Frontal Snogging. I don't like any of what you just said. In hindsight, I don't know that I do either. Yeah, that's that's most <laughs> foul. Angus is a cat. Okay, good, because... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, huh. she, she snogged, then she wore thongs, and she had a cat. How How sexy and free of her. Well, she was like 13, so don't say that. Okay, well, <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> um, so, on, uh, on the topic of leaving and for next time, uh, anything you want to recommend to me? or anyone else to, to check out before next Yeah. Time. So um, right before I uh, went on my trip to Maine recently, I, I found this uh, music artist called Snail Mail, who is this 21-year-old girl, woman. Uh, I say girl just because she's much younger than me, but she is indeed a woman, uh, who... Uh, made this album called Lush. I think it was last year in 2019. And it's sort of this like... In 2018. I, being at do the you know this day, album? Um, yes. Okay, yep. I was, this is what I, I was going to recommend all, to you. All, all the young undergrads love Snail Mail. Okay, well, I'm a little old for it. But um, I really, really like this album. I'm actually learning how to play anytime on guitar right now um, and singing with it. 
Um, I also really like that song, Pristine. Um, uh, I think it's like, uh, she's like kind of this like punk indie thing going on and really like interesting, versatile, punky, kind of nasally but beautiful voice. Um, uh, I was actually going to tell you about this person too, because, you know, she has bleach blonde hair, which seems to be your type. Um... I, I would like to make a motion to the court to appeal that statement, but continue. But what I mean by that is like bleach blonde, not in like a, you know, long flowy beach girl look, but like, you know, chopped, a little frizzy, cute with bangs. Okay, I'll I'll rescind my motion to appeal. I'll I'll allow it. <laughs> oh the court the court will allow it. Um and that's basically it. I really like that album. Uh it's very uh it arouses a lot of emotions in me. I think it's like it's got interesting lyrics and is like very impressive for somebody so young. So, well, on on that same page, I will also recommend, but I think you've already listened to it, the new album by Phoebe Bridgers. Yes, I have listened to it. Um, she she is also amazing and also so young. I mean, she's I think twenty two yeah. or so. She's younger. I think than she's I your age. I think she's twenty four. I, I, I think she's. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but I would like to yeah, talk about this album for a minute, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that like surprised me at first, I guess, with this album is, um, well, it's it is in some ways very similar to um, uh, her album. Uh, shit, now I'm forgetting the name of it. Lost in the Alps. Lost in the Alps. Yes. Um, is you know she's. Or maybe it was uh, Stranger in the Alps. I forget. Stranger in the Alps. That's what it is. Yeah, Stranger yeah. in the Alps. It's very similar to the album. Um, but then in some ways it's a little more like, I guess you could say decorative. There's like a lot more, you know, instrumental stuff going on. It's sort of like, I was telling my my best friend, it's got this like big band feel almost in the sense that like there's horns and like lots of, you know, really guitar things happening. It's so it's more like, produced than her first. It's album. more produced. That's Very what I'm trying high. to say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, got um, clearly, I think, it's like bedroom stuff and more like she went to a studio. Yeah. I well, I I think you know, Stranger in the Alps is very produced too, but this one is even more so. Um, well, it's it's produced in a different direction. You know. Yeah. Um. But I I definitely at first was I didn't like the album I'll say, and then after listening to it. You know, two or three more times, there's definitely some songs on there. The Garden song uh, is really catchy. Um, yeah, there's definitely, you know, she has a mood. She brings up a, a mood, like a, a somber uh, yeah, feel, I, feeling. It's it's good to listen to her music, I think, when you're just like, okay, I need to process my sad feels right now. Yeah, it's not something I'd put on for a group of people. And you know, if if I have only one criticism of her work in general, it's just these two albums. Um, and the songwriting is very, very strong. I, I can't believe she's got such a way with words and just describing really kind of bizarre um, or quirky things about life, just interesting yeah. observations. Like it, it kind of reminds me of kind of like a Ray Davis from The Kinks or like Warren Zevon or John Prine in terms of just like, wow, you've seen some stuff and it's just kind of really weird and you're making some kind of funny observations about it. 
So yeah. her songwriting is, is really, really strong. But I think for some people, if you're not exactly a fan of the sound, mm. there isn't too much uh, variety from that, you know, yes. which yes. which is a good thing if you like that. But if you're right. not really into that kind of lo-fi-ish bedroom pop, as they call it, um, you know, it might wear on you a bit, but I think her songwriting is strong enough that that shouldn't matter too much. But yeah. I know, I know, some people are really averse to her and Snail Mail and, and some of those other artists. Yeah, it, it's just that whole sound they don't really enjoy. Yeah, that's my sound. I mean, I just yeah. I love those artists. I love like Julia Jacqueline, um, and uh, I mean, I I love Elliot Smith. So I, you know, I can't I can't judge. I don't love Elliot Smith, and but... I think that's interesting. Yeah, I think I never really liked Bright Eyes when I was younger, or I just like didn't get into it. That's not of, no, I'm thinking of the other guy. What's it's his name? Every time, Connor Oberst. I always get them confused. Yeah, no, no, Elliot Smith. Elliot started, Smith died. He killed himself, he, right? He killed himself, and he started That's out right. in a grunge band called Heat Miser. Like That's when he started, right. he was playing like rock, rock. Connor Oberst was in Bright, Bright Eyes. Eyes. Yes. Okay, um, you're right. I want to say too that Phoebe's album is called Punisher because we didn't say that. Yes, it is, and I, she's I wearing do. she's wearing a really cool uh, like skeleton suit on it. It's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. It I'm a fan. It it reminds me of uh, John Entwistle and the Who used to play in like a big skeleton suit like that. It's a little it's juvenile, but it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's, um, it's she fun. actually does have other work. Speaking of Connor Oberus, not Elliot Smith. Um, her and Connor Oberis. You have, mentioned, yeah. I just realized they have a they have a project um, called the uh, the Better, Better Oblivion, Oblivion Community Center. Yeah. Yes, um, they have an album. I think it's self titled. Yeah, you're right. I, but I really like that album. Um, and then she, I'm gonna forget every single artist name, but she also has a side project um, that my best friend told me about. Anyway, if you don't yeah. know Phoebe, if you don't know Phoebe Bridgers, you're crazy. You should look her up. She's very, very cool. And Stranger in the Alps is an incredible album. Punisher is also a really good album. Well, and and she's one of those artists. I can definitely say that in a few years, um, she'll be a lot more better known. Like she's starting out this strong. Yeah. You know, I I think that's a really good sign for her. Yeah. So. Oh, Stella Donnelly was the other artist I was going to say. Okay. Anyway, we can also talk about this next time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these are just recommendations for each other. And yeah. We, we've already listened yeah. to each of these. So. No, well, 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 it's for everyone. It is, it is, but it's also for us, but whatever. Um, um, so my recommendation to you was to watch Logan yes. Lucky, No Pressure. It's just, I know you'd like it because it's got two of your favorites yep well i actually my i don't love channing tatum i don't know why this became uh uh an urban legend or well, whatever you, you want to call you were it. hyping it up for a, a while about how you were gonna finally watch magic mike because one of my good good friends and a lot of you know straight women have told me that i need to watch magic mike xxl so I was like, okay, well, COVID's happening, and I, and I think I was sick or something. But anyway, uh, I was like, okay, I'm finally gonna watch these movies. 
And it was like a big deal because so many people do make a big deal out of those movies. And I have to say, they were fine. Um, I've never seen them. It, it's not really for me. It's not. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I was just being safe in saying that, but I'm glad. No, it's not for you. That's <laughs> fine. Not everything is for you, Justin. I, You know, it's kind of hard to accept, but I think you might be right. Um, It's pornographic. No, it's not pornographic <laughs> at all. It's That's not. That's what everyone claims it is, but I highly no, doubt it. No, no. There's no, I mean, there, I guess there's like a sex scene or two, and yeah, he's like, he's erotic dancing, but no one erotically dances in pornos are not the ones that I've seen. And there's butts. Mm. You see butts with, you know, the junk all in the oh. in the front, in the thong pouch. Oh. Uh-huh. The banana oh. hammock. Right. The banana hammock thongs. Okay. So, to me, it reads gay. It doesn't really read. Yeah, like the, the whole um, the whole exotic dancer, male exotic dancer thing. Seemed, yeah. I don't know that that's such a that's such a world. We also kind of live yeah. in a part of the country where there aren't really many adult clubs around. You know. There is one male strip club in Boston, as far as I know, called Chippendales. Oh. I've never been... They didn't get sued by the company? Uh, you know, what? Chippendales. Chippendales male exotic dancers. Maybe... It, maybe it actually is a real license. Yeah. It, it, it could be a franchise Chippendales location. It might be a Chippendales franchise. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Chippendales does, like, like sex stuff i think it's just look at these greased up hunks well no that would be illegal justin yeah but that that's not the type of club i was talking about because there are places oh. yeah there, there are places more. in this country where there are a lot of those things well so yeah but it's illegal it's under the it's under the, it's under rug. the table under the table, it's not under the rug. I well, swept really. under the rug. Swept under the rug, but happening under the table. Behind the velvet curtains. Behind the velvet rope. I just realized we didn't say what we were going to name the show. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say that it was called the E and J show for that's now. Fine. Okay. Fine. Anyway, um, well, let's let's wrap it. Let's wrap it. All right. Well, uh, thanks for oh. listening. That was episode one. Hopefully it wasn't too much of a disaster. I don't know how funny it was. Funny uh, people that aren't us. Right. But it was definitely informative. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely learned a lot. I I learned a lot. I think you learned something, I, too. I learned some. Yeah. Well, I learned through educating myself to educate you. All right. Didn't you learn about mulberries? Yeah, I did. Did you not already? Did you already know that? You were kind of already telling me about the mulberries. All right. Well, it wasn't no, for you. I'm not okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. We we hope you enjoyed yourselves. Uh. And we'd like your feedback if you want to give it to us. We're gonna, you know, like we said at the beginning, we're gonna gonna be sharing this with some close friends and my family at least some members of my family uh hi mom (laughs) 
if you want to hear more, let us know. Or if there's a topic that you guys want us to talk about. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, the reality was this first episode was kind of awkward because we have so many things to talk about. We didn't know what to narrow it down to. But I think, yeah. I think going forward, we'll have a better idea of what to talk about and have some longer conversations because we've already cleared a lot of like basic stuff off the list. So yeah, that about um, does it. Yeah. Time to eat. Time to eat. All right. <laughs>